You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to sports on a Sunday morning. There's a swing and a long one. That's a goner for Bader. Touchdown, Kansas City. Johnson pops a three. Oh, the Bayou Billikens says I'm involved too. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you in that open right there. You hear the voice of Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. The Chiefs have the weekend off. They play next weekend, and he is part of this next segment, a tribute to Doug Elgin. The commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference was my guest on sports on uh, the Garage Happy Hour, and we love to play some of the audio on sports on a Sunday morning. And here is, so we surprised him, first with Barry Henson who is at Oklahoma State, former Southern Illinois and Missouri State coach. Take a listen to this. This is from the Garage Happy Hour. We do it every Thursday on the KMOX Sports Facebook page, and the retiring Doug Elgin gets a little surprise. Here you go. Look at this. I think we have somebody that wants to say hi oh and wants to jump in. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It's Barry. <laughs> Barry, Henson. Barry. Oh, man. How are What's you? going on, Coach? Barry Henson joining us from Oklahoma State. Uh, he has a great Valley resume, no doubt about it, uh, with his time at Southern Illinois and before that Missouri State. How are you, Coach? Well, I'm doing great. I've always wanted to be in your garage. I, I've been looking for a three-quarter impact driver and just thought I'd come over and see if I could borrow one real quick. Well, we got, we got all kinds of stuff. I got some fishing equipment right over here if you need it. Uh, welcome to the garage, Coach. Look who we have here, Doug Elgin. I mean, if there's anybody I could bring on, to talk about the importance of Doug Elgin to college basketball, it's you, Coach Henson. Well, he's been in office since Eisenhower was president, so I mean, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a lot of decades here we could talk about, but uh, certainly uh, a, a, a gentleman that has had a, an incredible impact, not only on my life, but uh, all of my players that I've had the opportunity to coach, and certainly my family. Uh, my wife and my children have been impacted by Doug Elgin. And Jeez. I'm just proud to say he's a, uh, he wasn't my commissioner. He was a close friend. Let me say this about Barry, if I might. Without question, the greatest ambassador we've ever had in the Missouri Valley. And one night I heard him say, my wife, my wife. <laughs> I shot bacon. You know, but Larry, I felt so good for you, Barry, when they gave you the nice guy award at the MAC and the crowd was in tears at your 15, 20 minute uh, presentation from without notes. It was, it was so funny uh, that people were rolling in the aisles. And I'll tell you, we miss you, Barry. We miss you in the loop, no question. Uh, I, I miss the Valley. Uh, there are certain people and certain coaches that are made for certain places and uh, uh, I did not have a desire, uh, in all honesty, to be a part of Power Five. I enjoyed uh, the conference that I was part of, and I enjoyed coaching 
not only a Southwest Missouri State, now Missouri State, and of course, Southern Illinois University, but I enjoyed all of the Valley schools and even those that we added late uh, became part of a really, really wonderful family. Got an opportunity just like Doug did, Tom, uh, to be around people like you, uh, the beat writers. I mean, we just lost a great one in Dave Reynolds, uh, a great beat writer for the Valley. Uh, I got a chance to be around Lyndall Scranton, which became a very close personal friend, and even Todd Hefferman, uh, uh, it didn't end up so great. But uh, I got to be around some guys uh, that I got a chance to uh, get to know and call dear friends over the years. But certainly this guy right here, this in your garage, is uh, probably one of the most impactful guys that I got a chance to be around of. And I, I can say, and I will say this, and I've said this publicly, and I'm going to say it again tonight. Uh, I'm not Nostradamus, but I'm pretty close. Uh, my man Greg Cook at uh, uh, Car uh, Carbondale always says, son, they need to install a speed dump speed bump between your mouth and your brain because <laughs> <laughs> I've made some bold statements and uh, I don't ever hesitate to do it but I will make this statement and I will stand by it uh, until the day I die never again will you see a commissioner of a mid-major league make the impact that Doug Elgin has made in the Missouri Valley Conference never ever again what's happened with two Final Fours from the men's side and one Final Four from the women's side that you see, or excuse me, two from the women's side, but you see that this came under his direction. Tom, that'll never happen again at a mid-major. It will never, ever happen again. And this is the guy that uh, uh, we're talking about legacy a lot today in our country, but certainly this legacy here that Doug Elgin leaves, not only for all of the coaches and the players, but all for the administrators, the presidents, the students of all the universities, his legacy will be untarnished. There'll be no other like this man. My goodness. <laughs> is, thank you, Barry, for those kind of words. That's, uh, wow. Well, you're more than welcome. You've earned those words, Doug. And uh, uh, in this day and age, I think that uh, there comes a point in time where people got to speak their mind and, and tell the truth. And uh, well, we're in different times today, Tom. It's uh, the mid-majors are, are, are now farm club systems uh, for the Power Fives. I happen to be at one of those Power Fives now. I was at one, probably one of the best Power Fives to be at when it came to college basketball. But uh, the days are over where mid-majors will uh, be able to be dominant because it looks like they're going to be a farm club system. And uh, Doug's retiring at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he was always up for a challenge. And, you know, one of the things that sticks with me also, Barry, is the fact that Doug, when an institution would leave the league, Creighton, he knew how to step up and find somebody. When uh, Wichita State decided they're going to make a move, he turned around and filled the spot. And, oh, by the way, we'll just send another team to the Final Four, and Loyola made their run. It was, uh, it was uh, some run and uh, of calmly, uh, I don't know behind closed doors how calm sometimes it was, but I know this on the outside. Coach Henson, Doug Elgin calmly guided the ship and got it back in the right direction. Well, you'll have to ask Doug this, but I, I think the biggest challenge that the Valley had, uh, <laughs> I, was in quite, I was in there quite a few years, but the biggest challenge we had was conference realignment. And, yeah. uh, and then when we lost Bracket Buster, I thought that was another huge challenge for our conference because it allowed us 
to have the opportunity to play good teams to showcase what talents we really had. You know, I, I look at the Valley. I still follow it. I'm part of the Valley. I'll never not be a part of it. But you've got Drake right now that's 13-0 and 0 and should be in the top 25. And if they continue to win, they will be. Uh, Bradley hasn't even got to play a game yet. Wardle's got to figure out how to get rid of that sinus section or whatever he's spreading throughout the Bradley Blaze. <laughs> we got to get the Braves back in the ball game. And, you know, Loyola has shown that they're going to be really good this year as well. Yeah, I think we're, we're so balanced. And, you know, with the back-to-back -back sequence of games, you're on the road for a, for a way away in consecutive days, then you're back in for a home-home series. Um, it, it's, it's really going to – I think you're going to see – less distance between the top team and the seventh or eighth team in our league than we've ever had. Well, you know, now this is a typical Doug Elgin statement here, but uh, <laughs> what Doug doesn't understand, it's been that way for a long time because our league has been so balanced. And, uh, you know, I left a school that uh, has got a really great coach right now, a young man that was a, a great impact on our program there at Southern Illinois and Brian Mullins. And uh, he's going to do certainly a wonderful job there in Southern Illinois, but you just look down through the league. It is a coach's league. It is a fan's league. It is a supported league. Uh, even in this day of the pandemic, you look at it, none of the venues that are able to have people in there, they're still sold out. So whatever that number is, they're going to have that number met. And uh, it's, uh, Doug's been a part of that, and uh, it's been a pleasure to be a part of it. And uh, I just look forward to seeing what he's going to do in retirement because <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what this guy's going to do. Well, um, you never know. He's good for the Yankees. Well, he'll do. I'm not going to endanger anybody by playing golf, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, Barry Henson, before we go, uh, a, a, a memory of Arch Madness for you that, uh, that you will take away. Well, I, I think... I think because it's apropos right now, I, I think a memory for me is hugging Doug Elgin in the hallway <laughs> after I resigned. I, I, I was emotional. Uh, first guy other than Jerry Kill to see me was Doug Elgin. <laughs> it was a moment that I had to say goodbye to a league and nine other teams that I had competed against and two others that had left the league and a job in which I loved and a Valley uh, conference that I not only loved was a part of and, uh, but to have Doug hug me there, uh, two grown men telling each other, they love each other in a hallway uh, uh, there at the Savage center or whatever they call it. Now, by God, it's that more nice. Enterprise. <laughs> being in there as long as I've been in there. We, we've had a few names, but uh, uh, I, I, I think right now, uh, when you talk about fond memories, I, I, I still look at that as a fond memory because the conference commissioner is telling me that he loves me and uh, thank me for what it, uh, for what I had done for the Valley, which I'd really not done anything but other than just be Barry Henson. But uh, uh, that's got to be one of the great memories, Tom. Well, that's appropriate because there's so much that happens behind the scenes at Arch Madness to make it work, and it is a family, and you are forever a member of the Valley family. And as Doug said, there has not been a better ambassador than you. Doug Elgin, you wanted to say something else? A towering presence when, when you were in our league, Barry, and you're still an, an ambassador for our league. And I know you're going to do some hominum series with our teams, Oklahoma State at Missouri State. I would suggest that. Sure, that's Doug Elgin. That's the work right there. Get after it. Tom, let's get one thing straight. 
I don't think in my 60 years of living, which I'm getting ready to be 60, has anyone used the word towering along with my name. <laughs> <laughs> you are the fun. best, Barry, man. Barry, we miss you. you. You had a great impact on our league, and you still do. Well, I appreciate it, Doug. Thank you. And thank you for what you have, like I said, Doug Elgin, you've meant a lot to Barry Henson, but to Angie Henson and to Tiffany and to Ashley, uh, certainly my grandson, Carter, and uh, we appreciate you and what you've done. Tom Ackerman, I miss you on that baseline interviewing me with the tie that your wife picked out for you more than you'll ever know, young man. Uh, thank you. And, uh, hey, God bless you guys, and God bless the United States of America. Thank you. Hey, Amen. Thank you, sir. There's Barry Henson. Wow. That was... <laughs> Oh, boy. That was fun. All right, so we'll take a quick break. More of our tribute to Doug Elgin with Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs and the voice of the Missouri Valley Conference. Listen to what he has to say about what Doug Elgin has done for St. Louis and for the St. Louis economy specifically. And then we shift to John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations at 1130. Adam Betts, family golf center at 1145 before we leave at noon. Sports on a Sunday morning. Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX. KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We've had a fun show so far. I'll give you the first time I've announced this, actually, and I'll announce it tomorrow morning. But just for our Sports on a Sunday Morning listeners, our Garage Happy Hour guest this week, this Thursday, will be Daryl Strawberry, the great New York Met, Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, who played for Tommy Lasorda, but also lives here in the area. And we'll talk to him about a number of things about his career and his amazing comeback in life. Daryl Strawberry will be our guest on the Garage Happy Hour this Thursday on the KMOX Sports Facebook page. Mets, Dodgers, Giants, and Yankees in his career. Boy, he did some damage against the Cardinals back in the day. Daryl Strawberry, we were with us. Our guest this past week was Doug Elgin, but we surprised him a little bit. Barry Hinson talked about the outgoing commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference, and now... We have another surprise guest coming in uh, who wants to say hi to you. Uh, let's see who we can bring. Oh my goodness! Look at this guy. <laughs> Mitch Holtis. It's hey, the, you it's know what? The voice of the Valley and the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Tommy, thank, thank you for uh, inviting me to be on this chat. Wait a minute, I just got to notice. I can I can buy a jersey. I can buy a Lafayette, a Doug Elgin jersey when he was running back at Lafayette. I can get it on eBay for nineteen ninety five. Uh, that's a period, not a comma. And uh, it's the jersey he wore to beat Rutgers on a 37-yard fullback trap uh, to beat the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. That's awesome. I would love to hear that call, wouldn't you? Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, Laf- you know Lafayette what? College for Doug Elgin. We may have to recreate that call, Tom. Good idea. I might have to dig that up during this winter. Uh, it, it, we, all, we all love the run the Chiefs had last year, and hopefully you'll do it again. And you are an iconic figure in media now with your touchdown Kansas City and the way in which you've 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 presented those games it's it's great to have you on radio when you're watching it on television <laughs> love this team they're great uh, we got some St. Louisans including our Missouri S&T minor Turk Wharton uh who's our uh and and uh, Colin Saunders we got St. Louisans on this roster so kind of fun but this is about you Doug uh and and honestly winning the Super Bowl is eclipsed only by being around Doug Elgin for the past 26 seasons, 
in America's Renaissance Conference, Tom. Uh, you know what? I was thinking with Doug, and what a phenomenal career, seriously. Uh, and he's not going to toot his own horn, but he. there have been very few administrators really go beyond. Yep, I know. We got a white balance. The uh, uh, Very few administrators in college sports, in a conference or at schools, Tom, I think you'll agree, that has had a much of an impact on college basketball over the past three-plus decades than Doug Elgin. His impact goes well beyond the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, there's no doubt. And, you know, we, we were talking a little earlier about some of his great experiences. One thing we didn't get into yet was the fact that he was on the NCAA Tournament uh, Selection Committee, which is, you talk about a responsibility. Um, and, you know, we, we actually chatted back in uh, just a little while ago with Barry Henson. We did not bring it up uh, to him, but we talked about it afterwards. What a disservice that was the fact that they weren't included in that 2006 incredible campaign mitch and uh and i know doug always always fought for this conference uh, that was a year where things did come through almost all uh, yeah. but he fought didn't he for for those teams yeah and it's a moment i'll never forget you mentioned that tom i was standing on doug's shoulder and we were standing there in a crowd of folks in springfield missouri we were there for the women's uh valley Heartland in the Hoops final, and we're waiting the election returns, right? Sorry to give that analogy, but we were waiting the word. And when we heard Bradley got in, we're thinking, wow, five Valley teams? But we also knew what was probably going to happen. So we're standing right there with the Missouri State folks when that word came in. And, of course, people are kind of glancing over at Doug. But to me, Doug has been a champion of the non-so-called football power five college football playoff teams not just the Valley teams. You look at coaches that have been cultivated and programs that have been cultivated, the Daytons, and we can go down uh, the Gonzagas, the St. Mary's. Uh, his bracket buster idea is one of the most brilliant ideas in college basketball over the past 30 to 40 years. I kid you not. And that, that, that made places like Gonzaga or the Great Valley teams. And he's been the commissioner of a league that's had two Final Four teams that are not playing uh, – playoff you know college football playoff football conferences yeah it's amazing what he's done he's sitting here listening to this but nobody else is going to say it tom you and i have to it's an amazing career you and i call him and this is this is where arch madness comes into play and i'll be i'll be honest with you one of the things that has been a little bit frustrating over the years is i want st louis to truly appreciate this guy <laughs> okay i'm on the yeah. other side of the state right I'll, I'll come into st louis a lot during the winter now, but when I go over there for Arch Madness and I see in 2006, it's it's another enduring moment that I've got in my mind that the, as long as the Lord will give me days on this earth, it'll be in my mind and soul. He, I'm, I'm looking through that crack in the tunnel uh, and the arena is full. It's full, 20 plus thousand. It's like, the NA, it's like the Blues in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. And he's got his knee cranked up on the seat, one leg's on the ground, the other knee, and he's just looking around. And you know what was to me? It was Don Quixote winning the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> this was Don Quixote who people thought, what an idiot. And all of a sudden, he's coming in with roses around his neck. It's, Doug, it's, it was awesome. I'll never yeah, forget it. it. And yeah, you know who benefited? St. Louis, Missouri. Because what yeah, else I mean, is going The Cardinals aren't going on the first weekend of March, Tom. They're not. And there's hotels full and people, not pre-COVID, are eating meals. And they're making that city come alive. And without Arch Madness and without Doug Elgin's vision, sorry, we'd be sitting there waiting for Cardinal games, looking at Bush Stadium going, God, it's only a month away.
I, I may have uh, I, I misspoke when Barry was on the on the call by not saying we had two ambassadors, two of the greatest ambassadors <laughs> on this call. And Mitch, let me let me talk about this. I'm not sure there would be a whole lot of media people who would show the loyalty and the respect that you've shown us through the years. You go to a Super Bowl, you'll still drive to Northern Iowa or Missouri State, or you'll, you'll get over to the eastern side of our league to do games in the winter. Uh, the respect you've shown us and the, the way in which you've elevated our social events here in St. Louis, Coach of the Year Lunch, Hall of Fame, emceeing those events, you've, you've really, you've had a special place in the growth of the tournament here in St. Louis, no doubt about it. Doug, I'll tell you, though, when that started, because prior to my time in America's Renaissance Conference, I was the play-by-play -play voice of Kansas State, Tom, uh, for 13 seasons in the old Big 8. The first Arch Madness I went to, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is an NCAA regional. This is the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. I was like, what? This isn't a conference tournament. This is like an NCAA tournament. I'm like, so the more I got into the league and I saw how much it meant to the member schools, I saw how cool that tournament was. And then how big basketball was on these campuses, both men's and women's, I was like, okay, this is a place where you can you can make a footprint. And then to be there for those Hall of Fame uh, ceremonies, to emcee those Hall of Fame inductions every year, it's just footprint after footprint after footprint. But but to me, Doug is Neil Armstrong here, like, okay? Don Quixote went in the Kentucky Derby, and he's Neil Armstrong getting off some lunar module. Because, honestly, look, look at his impact. Look at the Power Five Leagues. Dana Altman at Oregon, he'll tell you how much Doug Elgin meant to his tutelage. Matt Painter at Purdue, we can sit and go right down the line. No uh, question. And, and Doug's impact, I, I know I'm getting fired up here, but these stories aren't told anywhere. I'm glad you're having this, and we need to continue to tell this story. I no. said I want, I want a, I want a statue by Musial, and it's going to be Doug. Now we got to put it on rollers because we only put it out there for Arch Madness, and we'll roll it back in because you know Cardinal games are going. Wait a minute, that's the guy up there that's a Yankee fan, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I, I'm truly, I'm trying to be as serious here too as I can be. This guy is, this guy's on the Mount Rushmore to me of non-BCS college basketball. Non-college. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. That's Mitch Holtis from our conversation at the Garage Happy Hour on Thursday, and he's absolutely right. Doug Elgin should be and will be recognized for years to come for his impact on college sports. There's no question. And the outgoing commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference based here in St. Louis celebrated on that show. If you want to watch the full show, it's on our KMOX Sports Facebook page right now. When we come back, John Mosellock, Cardinals president of baseball operations with us on KMOX. From KMOX Sports, here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. As always, you can go back and listen on the Radio.com app, our Rewind feature. You can listen to KMOX Sports on a Sunday morning. Fun show here. Kelly Chase was with us. Always great to chat with him. We listened to Jack Buck and Tommy Lasorda together at an event back in 1983. Lisa Stone, SLU women's coach. Last couple segments, Doug Elgin, the commissioner of the Valley with... Barry Hinson and Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Chiefs. What a great tribute to the outgoing commissioner. And joining us now is, as always, a great friend of the show. He's been doing this show for a long time, and that's the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Mo, thank you so much for the time this morning. Good morning, Tom. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Great to hear your voice and great to have a new year in front of us, although we're faced with a lot of the same challenges right now. We're just taking it each day how, how are you doing and uh how's life 
Well, good. Um, you know, now that we have turned the page to 2021, I do think there's a a, a thought of optimism. Um, obviously, you know, with the potential vaccine being rolled out to the thoughts of having fans back in the, the stadium at some point. So, you know, I clearly think when you look back from a year ago to where we are now, so much has changed. We've had to deal with so many things. And, you know, obviously there's still a lot of uncertainty and, and a lot of, of questions, especially specific to baseball and what's going to happen. But, you know, ultimately uh, I think everybody is, is planning on charging forward and, and, uh, Hopefully when that vaccine is, is able to reach the level of baseball, we can um, get it and, and really sort of move forward and not look backwards. Absolutely. Uh, we've had some activity this offseason. Padres got busy just before the new year. Yesterday the news came out about Kyle Schwarber going to the Nationals for a one-year deal. Uh, I'll let people know I say it every time that you and I have an agreement, although it's it's pretty common sense. I mean, in Major League Baseball, you don't talk about the president of baseball operations. is not going to talk about names of free agents. But just in general, what can you tell us about what you've observed and what you know about free agency right now as it stands? You know, I can share that that I would imagine on the player agent front, there's some frustration that it's it's not moving quicker. Um, I think, you know, stating the obvious here, but there's so much uncertainty. I think teams are are just concerned about when to think about when committing or what to commit. And with that, I think that's created this this some level of a paralysis with the market, but. Noting that, I think you're also going to start to see more activity because, you know, spring training is approaching. Teams are starting to to decide to make some movements. And, you know, even where we stand, you know, we understand we've got, we've got to put a team out there. And so, you know, we're looking at a lot of different options as we um, continue to, to pay attention to these multiple markets. And, you know, hopefully um, – as we as we inch closer to spring training, that um, you know we're able to do something before uh, before we get down to Jupiter. And of course, we all know that some of those free agents are some of uh, your former players, but that's not all, really. I mean, you have a number of players that are arbitration eligible, right? What can you tell us about arbitration moving forward? What do you foresee there as we hit that part of the calendar? Well, so historically, this week is is where you would completely focus on your arb cases. The exchange date is on Friday, um, but I, I, I don't think the industry will be so, solely limited to that because of, of where the free agent market is. So I do think you, you might read or hear about some activity that's not solely uh, related to arbitration. But come Friday, there'll be a lot of players that, that agree to avoid going to a hearing, but um, a lot of work will lead up to that. And so, you know, for us, we will uh, – we have four players that are eligible, and you know ultimately we'll probably begin in earnest on Tuesday, really working on that. Um, part of the reason is I just don't think there'll be a lot of movement come Monday. Well, but before I move forward with some of what's going on out there, I, I do want to say this. I give the team a lot of credit, and I know other teams are trying this, but the Cardinals will do a really good job here because a, a week from now you'll be in the middle of the winter warm-up. Who would have thought that you'd be able to do a Cardinals winter warm-up, but the Cardinals were thinking ahead, and it's virtual. And I, I think that's 
It's important, isn't it? I mean, to, to be able to interact with your fans and, and keep uh, the players out there and, and uh, at most of all, raise money for Cardinals care. Michael Hall does some job, doesn't he? He does, and, and I do think the importance of, of just trying to keep this going even in a pandemic is uh, very important. Um, you know, there's a lot of fans that, that do want to have some form of a connection, and so we're going to do our very best to to share some things with them that we, we normally would do during the warm-up. Obviously, it's going to be very hard to replicate virtually versus versus what you can do in person, but nonetheless, I still think we'll be able to touch some people um, get some things out there, and you know, hopefully, uh, the people that are participating in that and 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 overall feel like they're getting some form of value from it and some form of insight. So, um, I know I have a couple things I've got to do this week in preparation of it, and I look forward to uh, helping out there. That's good. Cardinals.com slash WWU. I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because there are still, I believe, some spots available if people want to jump in there and get involved. And I'll miss being up on stage, as always. I always love that, but and interacting with our fans. But I know it's just a matter of time. Just before we go, I know that part of what's held up everything is <sighs> – you know, revenue, uh, not knowing what the future holds. And we talked a little earlier about that. Uh, the National League, will it or will it not have a DH? Is there anything that you can share with us? What are you hearing out there? Uh, out, you, you always have a, a good way of kind of letting us in on, on some things that are going on. What can you tell us about how close we might be? What are you hearing out in the baseball world, Mo? Yeah, so for the last basically two months, you know, one of the things that we've touched on on Sundays is sort of that uncertainty or that unknown. And, you know, that, that starts with will spring training go on time? Um, I'm sure many of your listeners, you know, read uh, um, what's happening in baseball. And there's, there's some players that have come out and said, you know, baseball will be right on schedule. And, you know, my fingers are crossed. They're right, but I don't know that. And we're operating right now, with the assumption that that mid-February we head down to to Jupiter and begin camp. Now, when you look at COVID projections and where where this pandemic is heading, it's a bit scary to think that we're going to try to open camp and and not have any delays or quarantines, and uh, especially if we're, we don't have access to the to the vaccine. And so, you know, this week with arbitration taking the the, most of my energy but there will be a part of me that's going to start really focusing on logistics on on creating multiple plans for what our camp may look like so i'll get with our manager uh medical staff and we will decide what those first couple weeks will look like because for all of you that have had the opportunity to go down to spring training those first couple weeks are not going to look the same if we're in the, the height of this pandemic and we're trying to avoid having an internal outbreak. So we'll have to um, create our own little bubble, create some ways of, of, of making sure we're getting the baseball work done, but um, also remaining safe. So a lot of things we have to go through, get an understanding of, and um, we're going to begin that in earnest in, in, from a planning standpoint this week. And as your broadcast partner, I can assure folks that it, when it becomes official, you will hear it on KMOX immediately. We will be the conduit there and get that information out to people as soon as we can. And you're always great to, to pass it along to us, John. Thank you so much for the time, and have a great rest of your Sunday.
All right, sounds great. Talk next week. Yes, sir. There's the president of baseball operations, John Mosellock, with us. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll close with a very pleasant conversation. We're going to talk some golf. It's been a fun show visiting with everybody. Adam Betts will be with us from Family Golf Center. That is next, Sports on a Sunday Morning. Our producer is James O'Sullivan. I'm Tom Ackerman. We're back right after this. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. We get to close out the show here at 11.46, coming up on 11.47 with my friend Adam Betts. You need to get to his golf facility. And I'm only telling you this because I I wouldn't tell you something that's not great. Uh, When I set foot on this property the first time, I liked it. But the last time I was there and Adam gave me a little tour, I was absolutely blown away. The facility is Family Golf Center. Uh, it's off Marshall Road near Big Ben and 270, and Adam Betts is with us on the line on KMOX to talk a little golf. But first of all, congratulations. I mean, that is just spectacular what you've opened there. I know that I uh, – oh, me, I, if I get a little opening and a little free time, I'm going to be over there swinging the club. There's no doubt about that. I love it, Tom. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, it was nice to see you out at the facility and got able to give you a tour. And it felt very safe there. You know, it's a it's an outdoor facility, but there is uh, an indoor portion. Social distancing, mask wearing, sanitized, very clean, safe place to practice the game of golf. Uh, what have you opened there? Let our listeners know what's happened since we last chatted about Family Golf Center. Sure. Yeah. In addition to the upgraded driving range and nine hole par three golf course, uh, we've just recently opened our new clubhouse which features a few great offerings for the St. Louis golfing community. You know, we have two TrackMan simulators uh, that are available to rent by the hour. Um, it's a great avenue to, you know, bring the family out, have a group of friends uh, to play virtual golf, practice and train um, on these sims. Uh, we have food and beverage service at the, at the simulators. Um, and it's a very spread out space, so it's very safe. Um, and you're kind of with your own group. Um, we also uh, included a, an indoor practice facility uh, called our Scoring Lab, and that includes a uh, synthetic green, uh, another TrackMan simulator for club fitting lessons and group rental, um, and a hitting zone. Uh, in addition to that, we have a golf shop with uh, all of our new accessories and apparel, uh, our, our restaurant that offers some food and beverage options to kind of hang out with the family after some practice. Uh, and then finally, our gym is upstairs. So we're really excited to offer this to St. Louis. Are you seeing an explosion in the game uh, like we haven't seen in a while? It just feels like it's a natural thing. Like this is the social, this is the ultimate socially distant sport, isn't it? Without a doubt, you can you can do it safely with within your groups that you spend your time with, uh, and it's mostly you know during the warmer months it, it was it was booming it was the safest activity that you could you can engage in and get out of the house to do um you know you're getting some exercise you're outside breathing the fresh air and you're having some fun playing a game um you know during the pandemic golf was booming and, and it still is uh, it's up 20 percent rounds are up 20 percent based on the national golf foundation's surveys uh and you know, we saw a boom of volume and use at Family Golf Center because of it. Um, you know, we closed for 47 days just to make our operations safe, make sure we had all the right protocols to make our customers and our employees uh, safe while they're there. And uh, 
we love seeing the volume. We love seeing all the people coming out to check out not only the new clubhouse, but utilizing the driving range with the heated tees and the lights. Oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. And you can buy some equipment there, right? I had your wife, Carolyn Kendall-Betts, for those who don't know, the uh, who's in charge, one of the people in charge of this great St. Louis City SC movement and stadium that's going up. I had her on the Garage Happy Hour, and, and she said, I, sure. I can't be in my garage because Adam has uh, all kinds of golf stuff in there right now. <laughs> I would say that uh, my passion's always been golf, and I am a gearhead. Uh, you know, to a T. I, I love the golf clubs. But, you know, at Family Golf and Learning Center, we have a state-of-the-art fitting experience. Um, our master fitter, C.J. Hertz, uh, is very project, or, excuse me, product knowledgeable, um, and it's a great fitting experience. If you need some new clubs, you, you need to get fitted, uh, and Family Golf and Learning Center is a great place to do it using not only our master fitter's experience, but the TrackMan technology will give us all the data we need to make sure we're putting the right club in your hand to perform uh, the best for you. Uh, you know, I talked to you about this also off the air, and I'll let people know. I've kind of hinted at this on some of the Garage Happy Hours, but I'm working on a spinoff of the show, and the idea uh, will be something that I'll, I'll come out with here in just a little bit, but I, I'll give a hint is that it's, it involves golf. Uh, it involves interviewing uh, celebrities the same type of way, but out on the golf course and at golf facilities. And I think part of my idea here, Adam, is I just want to spread the word about the game. I want people to know that anybody can play this game, regardless of your age. And, you know, great organizations like PGA Reach are trying to make it available to everybody, regardless of your background, um, diversity, inclusion, military, youth, are all pillars of PGA Reach. And that's something that you've been very much involved in, especially in the youth area. You've, you're really pushing this so that kids grow up understanding the game. You can learn a lot about life uh, by playing this game of golf, can't you? Absolutely. A lot of life skills can be learned through the game of golf. And, you know, uh, at Family Golf and Learning Center, we want to be all-inclusive. Anybody that plays the game, enjoys the game, wants to play it better, um, has aspirations to play competitively, whether that's in high school, college, or beyond, um, you know, or even the person that has never picked up a club, maybe a little intimidated by it. Family Golf and Learning Center is a friendly and encouraging atmosphere for anybody from the beginner or the person that's interested in golf to the competitive golfer. Um, you know, to allude to PJ Reach, being a PJ member myself, um, I am a huge supporter of PJ Reach, you know, bettering the communities through the game of golf. That's what we're doing at Family Golf, and, and we are we are happy to be partners with PJ Reach. I saw that you're recognized as a top 50 standalone range by the Golf Range Association of America for the last three years. That sounds rather big to me, considering all of the facilities that are around the country, Adam. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we're we're up there in class with some of the, the finest ranges and uh, practice facilities in the country, and it's a, it's a huge honor to have received that award three years in a row. Uh, you know, five days ago, uh, we just found out that we received the Golf Range Association of America's top range renovation for 2020. So that's an even bigger award. That's only one one facility receives that honor each year, and we were lucky enough to to, to win that award or, or be honored, and we are honored with it. You know, we are just trying to create a space and a place where people can practice year-round. Uh, it's friendly. It's encouraging. We have all of the instructional programs for kids and beginners. We have private instruction for people uh, that are looking to enjoy the game more or improve their game. You know, and then all of the indoor amenities in this new clubhouse are just uh, first class and, and beyond what 
any any facility has done here in the Midwest. It's just a great opportunity for players to take advantage of and uh, stay sharp during the off season. Yeah, it's a great little getaway, and it's a big facility, but you feel like you're kind of away from the hustle and bustle. If you go to the location, you can put it in your GPS or just uh, give them a call at 636 636- Eight six one twenty five hundred, or just go to thirty seven seventeen Tree Court Industrial Boulevard. It's in Kirkwood. I mentioned it's right off Marshall Road. It's down in the valley down there, and you kind of feel like like that's its own world. It's just very cool, right by the river, right by a lake, uh, right there. They have a, I played that par three course recently. It's awesome. It's Family Golf Center, and you can just go online familygolfonline.com. Great time of year, isn't it? I mean, here we go, Adam. I was watching a little bit of Kapalua yesterday. It's just nice to be able to to see the guys out there on the PGA Tour playing again. Oh, it's great to see everybody out there. Uh, the golf course there looks incredible. I've never been there, but but dream about going there one day. Um, you know, but we're still golfing here in, in St. Louis, the Family Golf and Learning Center. You know, it's 20, 25 degrees today, uh, but we're still we're still hitting shots inside uh, at the new clubhouse, Family Golf and Learning Center. So come check us out. Uh, we're, we're just really honored to be on the show here, Tom. Thanks so much for having us. And uh, Absolutely. last thing, last thing, looking forward to uh, hearing more about your uh, your golf show. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited, but I'm working on it, you know. And I'm, I'm we're putting together some some sponsorships, some backgrounds, some people, and and weighing everything. And hopefully, I can roll this out here in the next I don't know a few weeks and, and kind of launch something during golf season. But it's very exciting, and uh, I I just love this game so much, and I want to give back to it. And it's a big part of who I am. It really is. Uh, just kind of growing up around the game, I, I credit a lot of what's happened to me professionally to the game of golf. And I, I know you feel that way. And I appreciate you taking some time to talk about the game with me on KMOX. We're going to do it again, that's for sure, Adam. Adam Betts with Family Golf Center. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much, Tom. Have a great day. Appreciate it. You too. Uh, I mentioned to BK at the start of the show. I, did, I have been to Kapalua one time. And it was I was doing the Mizzou games for the Maui Invitational, and I got in my rental car one day because we had the day off or half a day off, and I drove up to Kapalua. This is so ridiculous. But I just wanted to see the course, and I went into the clubhouse and said, hi. And they're like, yes, can I help you? And I said, I, I'd like to have breakfast. I said, pull up a chair. So I had breakfast and looked at the course, and just to say that I was at Kapalua, it's pretty amazing anyway thank you very much great guest today great producer james o'sullivan and thank you to everybody for being with us you can listen on the kmox rewind feature on the radio.com app tom ackerman saying so long sports on a sunday morning okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.